that anyone who confessed Jesus to be, be the Messiah would be, would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, I thought uh, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've already told you, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to, to uh, become his disciple? Then they reviled him, saying, you are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to the one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would do nothing. They answered him, you were born entirely in sin. And are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is, who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe and he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not sin. But now that I say, to you, now, but now that you say, we see your sins remain. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. It's really hard for me not to say that. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours this day from the triune God. Amen. What does it mean to belong? How does it feel when you know that you are seen by God? So this Lenten season, if you haven't noticed, we've been looking at our gospel readings through the lens of belonging. Maybe you have felt all the time like you are in the middle of things, and you're the one that people turn to when they need help or suggestions or guidance. You're on the inside. Maybe. Maybe you've always felt like you were an outsider. Like if a circle was drawn and contains all of the important people inside, well, you are on the outside of the circle. Either way, whether you are inside or outside, the words of Jesus 
can be eye-opening, and that pun is intended, for those who have an open heart. So the very first indication that this man in our story belongs is that our text begins by saying, Jesus saw the man. Ironic that we are hearing a story of blindness, and we don't read that Jesus came upon the man, or that the man came to Jesus, but Jesus saw him. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I can't help but wonder what was going on in this man's mind through all of this. There's no suggestion that he asked to be, uh, to have this restored. I mean, really, why would he ask? Maybe it's because he has been blind since birth, and any hope of regaining his sight, well, that disappeared a long time ago. Maybe it's because he knows his place, and that is of a, of a man who is an outsider, who doesn't belong. I mean, there's a good chance that he has been hearing this question thrown at Jesus his whole life, that he continually hears people say, what did he do? Obviously, he did something. His parents did something. Standing before people judging him, people he can't see and probably isn't sure if he can trust them. But really, what hope is there for him? Notice how even after he regains his sight, he is still seen by people as an outsider. He is still the one that people refer to as the man who was born blind, an outsider who doesn't belong. But with Jesus, things become new. He's given this new identity. First, Jesus doesn't overlook him. This man is seen for all he is, not just the things that someone may have done wrong, because Jesus is the one who makes all of our wrongs right. But second, and maybe this should be first, notice the part of that text that involves the dirt. I'm not going to quiz you. I could say, what should that make you think of when you hear about the dirt? I won't do that. But for the people hearing this, there's a symbolism in that dirt. Because... Genesis 1, God took mud, took dirt, and he made out of it human beings. And he breathed life into all of us. This man whose identity would forever have been linked with the death of his sight, God, through Jesus, makes mud and creates a new life for him. Then Jesus tells him to go wash in the pool. Why? I mean, sure, to wash away the mud that's probably caked on by now. But think about baptism and what it means to be washed. This man is sent in this new life to be washed in the waters of rebirth. For this sin to be washed away and he be made complete or whole. 
and more than that, is welcomed in as a child of God, something he may never have experienced before. He's a part of something more because he belongs to a God of mercy and love and grace and new life. I don't know if any of us get to the point where we actually feel like we belong. So I'm cutting this part out because I'm using a different example. Um, uh, myself and Helga and some friends went down to Eau Claire yesterday and we saw um, a movie called Champions. Anybody see it yet? Okay, you gotta see it. Anyways, um, some inappropriate things in there, but it's really a good, a good movie. Eye-opening, your heart feels good, and there's such a strong sense of belonging that these um, young men and women with intellectual disabilities, how they are uh, seen by others, pushed aside, because they are seen that they can't, and how, um, how their sense of belonging is strong enough that even the people around them start to feel it. A question asked as to who to blame for this man's blindness, Jesus quickly pushes it aside because Jesus says that's not that's not the issue here. From the very beginning, Jesus connects with the man that caused, with the man that causes the man to trust and to feel welcomed. Heck, he trusted Jesus to let him put this mud on his eyes. And he followed his directions to wash in the healing waters. This man's life is forever changed because he is given new life, one that he never asked for and may never imagined what it would mean. This man's new life is not going to be perfect, but what more does one need than to feel like they belong? Same goes for you. Whether you ask to be welcomed or not, you belong to God in a way where things will never be the same. It's all about grace, my favorite word. Grace that doesn't look at your brokenness, but heals you completely. Grace that washes you clean, not because of what you do, but because of what Jesus has and continues to do for you. Grace that calls you out not because of your ability, but because you belong to God, where you are welcomed with mercy and forgiveness and a whole lot of love. Like the blind man, some may doubt where you fit and to whom you belong. The world may do this. They do its best to drive you away, but Jesus will still find you to remind you that you belong to God. You will see how life-changing it is to know that you are loved and forgiven and belong. Thanks be to God.